this is uh, a podcast uh, with Tanner and Matt um, where we're, we make people watch um, the movies that scared them as children. Uh, I'm Matt. Uh, or I know I'm Tanner. <laughs> I, was re- I was reading a piece of paper I wrote. And I said, I would have, I would have went along with the bit. I would have said I'm Tanner, <laughs> but I am Matt. Okay. And I'm, I'm actually Tanner. Um, so yeah, we don't, we haven't quite decided on a name for the podcast. We've been going a lot back and forth. So it's why we haven't, uh, you know, I wanted it to be, I'm brave now, but that was too cute. It was deemed too cute. Um, and then There's I a, like, yeah. what? There, there's a cute backstory too. Sure. Name. Sure. Uh, um, I liked I'm Not Afraid Anymore. Mm-hmm. Similar, but I'm like, it's so long. Uh, and then I like, I like Scared for Life as like a pun on Scarred for Life, but it, it looks like a typo, and also it doesn't sound like a pun. So it's bad <laughs> on both ways that a pun can be. Mm. Um, yeah, so we have a guest. <laughs> um, we have a guest, Casey Rosario. Hi, Casey. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, um, thanks for doing this. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, I, I hope you weren't. I hope you weren't too scared of of the movie. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. But I remembered why I was scared when I first saw it. Okay. And I was thinking about that, and we can talk about it. But I feel like this movie gets a lot of heat. On the internet, <laughs> and it's so fine. It's better than a lot of things. So. We uh we watched 2006's When a Stranger Calls, um, mm. a PG-13 horror movie directed by the director of the uh, Rickroll music video. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. And Con Air. And Con Air, yeah. A, a, an accomplished director. Yeah, and um, it, it is such a PG thirteen horror movie, aggressively so. Like they show it like a dead body, her friend's dead body, and I'm like, she doesn't look dead. She just yeah, looks like just, she fell down. Yeah. Well, the when the killer doesn't use weapons, which is it's from the original, but in the original they talk about that like the uh, mortician had to take like a full week to put the bodies back together, but he he couldn't believe they just used the stamp, but in this. He just strangles people, which hands is a great choice. Mm-hmm. Classic they choice look, for that. They look like they just fell down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they really do. Yeah. Um, Misplaced. So why, uh, why, why did When a Stranger Calls scare you as a child? Why was this your? Yeah, my my. I think it was scary to me. I think it was probably my intro to horror. As was said, very PG-13, but I was 11 when it came out, and I was just in the height of my babysitting career. Just, yeah, <laughs> okay. you know, raking in those those $5 bills left and right within my neighborhood. And $5 an hour? Or? <laughs> no, no, but I, I, some, I, I don't think it had to have been much more than $5 an hour. It might have okay. been 5 to 10. Five, I, yeah. It might have been 5 to... When this movie came out, <laughs> I was working at AMC at uh-huh. the mall, making five twenty-five an hour, uh, <laughs> doing that. You're making more than me <laughs> as an eleven-year-old babysitting. 
playing Pokemon with uh, heartbreaking. But it, the thing that with the babysitting is if your parents um, offer your services or something else, a lot of the times they'll offer a discount for you or, you know, like family discount or we know you well or we've grown up with you. So I think there were a couple of times. Too right. Right. Because paid. because when I'm close with someone, I say, well, I should I should get to exploit them a little bit. Like okay. you shouldn't pay yeah. them. <laughs> I, I would thought, rather give a stranger this money than her. <laughs> I was thinking $5 an hour is not enough. Even, you know, in 2006. Because you're watching someone else's children. <laughs> yeah, it's low. That's, yeah. I guess for an 11-year-old, <laughs> though. How much do you value it? Yeah. yeah, come on. I feel like when you're 11, $5 is still... I mean, not... I'm an old man. Uh, I was working at... <laughs> I was like 17 when this came out. Um, but I'm like, it's fi- I guess maybe $5 isn't still plenty of money to an 11 year old. I think, I think it was when I was 11. And then as I, you know, the years went by, I raised mm-hmm. my rate, whatever it was, depending okay. on how hard the kids were. I think it, it really? got up to like Whoa. 15, probably by the time I left for college. What so, was like a problem child you had to deal with? Um, I had one kid named Shane he was really he was really funny because he was just so adorable he had a cherub type face but um and he was around four but every time I would turn the other way he would be up on another counter or type (laughs) of (laughs) cabinet and um he also like peed on the couch a couple times and like he's four he's old enough to not do this was he was it like an act of defiance or an accident like did, I think he, it, did he stand up and like take it out and pee or it was it was I wish it wasn't like kind of I I, I couldn't tell it was in between <laughs> but I think it was somewhat defiant just because he was like happy to be out and hanging out and so he would just be like mm, I peed <laughs> like just tell me and then I would have to go he was like would be sitting on on the couch and then I'd have to find a way to clean it. But that was, that whole situation was funny because, uh, I got fired from, I've never been fired from oh my babysitting, God. but then the parents ended up not asking me back, but I thought I was doing okay. It was just this, this kiddo was breaking things. And you consider yeah. that a firing if just not being asked back. Well, maybe he was, maybe he was old enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I that I think this was also in the when it comes back to when a stranger calls. This is the time when I was uh, first getting trips to Blockbuster. My parents would okay every other week or so. That would be uh, a treat to go and then be able to pick something out. So did you watch it alone the first time? Did you pick it and watch it? No, I watched it with my next door neighbor, this girl Audrey, who I thought was so cool. Was she was she older? <laughs> yep. Okay. She was. <laughs> and you um, picked you were at Blockbuster and you saw this movie. Do you remember like why you were like wanted to watch this one? I think that was we were both trying to be cool of like, <laughs> all right, we're starting to watch some things a little spooky. Like okay. maybe, you know, and I think she was she was a couple years older, so probably maybe she was of 13 years. So ah. of the age recommended, <laughs> but we still we're, we were allowed to like um, 
like if her dad went out to dinner or something or my parents were out we were allowed to like choose something and watch it alone and so i think we just enjoyed the um, adrenaline <laughs> of trying to get spooked that's mm-hmm. fun did you watch a lot of other horror movies um that's a good question i <laughs> yes and no i watched a lot of those like i think more cheesy ones like i i wouldn't i don't know if gremlins counts yeah, I think it's that counts. It's a little scary. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little scary. Yeah. The gremlins are uh, scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it falls into the category. Aaron, Aaron, my wife Aaron talks about this of like, there are movies where it's not really scary to watch, but it would be really scary <laughs> if you were there, which is like what Stranger Things <laughs> oh, is. Yeah. It's like, this isn't scary, but certainly if I was being chased by this creature. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I feel and, like Gremlins is uh, that, yeah. Gremlins has like the monologue about her dad dying in the chimney, yeah. <laughs> pretending to be Santa, which is horrifying. Completely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> On multiple levels for a young person to hear that. It's just terrifying. <laughs> yeah. But I saw this movie, I was 13 when this came out, so I was kind of like the cool older friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I also, I, I watched it on a DVD and... Um, yeah, just watch it with friends. And, you know, watching it again now, I'm just, you know, I'm struck by the fact that this is a movie for 13-year-olds. <laughs> very much. Like, it's yeah. very much like, as a 13-year-old, I was like, that was so scary. Can you imagine? Like, oh my. And now I'm like, this is like, so tame. and like, not scary really at all. Um, yeah, and and... Uh, a recent, I, I told you, uh, Casey, because uh, you were between this and uh, one of the Chucky movies, and I said this because uh, I also had a bit of a connection. Uh, me and my friends, I had uh, like three friends who I would make videos with, and we put them up on YouTube, which was, Amazing. you know, just starting up at the time. We're talking, this is like <laughs> early Smosh era. Uh, <laughs> and we were putting up videos, and we did a spoof of When a Stranger Calls. Um uh, yeah what was it what was the bit what is this you know i was 13 so there was no bit we were just like recreating the movie and it was funny (laughs) because we were 13 uh but there are shots in this movie like very specifically the shot um when her friend is trying to move the branch out of the way so she could drive her car off and the camera kind of pushes in but does like a weird stutter push in where it's like very choppy we recreated that shot with my friend like trying to move his bike (laughs) Oh my gosh! Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So um, that, that's my relationship to this movie as a thirteen-year-old. I mean, I got it. I need to see this video. Um, but also, I just wanted y'all to know that the stuff with her friend that uh, takes place like in the driveway. Mm-hmm. Actually, they filmed that after that was done in post because they felt like <laughs> they didn't want the audience wondering like where she was. They felt this is from the commentary, you guys. Um, really? This is useful so- information. In the original cut, you don't find out what a- anything bad happened to her until you see her dead body. Right. Yeah. They. Yeah. So that's crazy. That's crazy because already <laughs> this movie, like nothing really happens. Like up until the last ten minutes, nothing happens, and I'm like, if that wasn't in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's based on because it's a it's a remake of another movie, but the movie it's based on it's. This is a remake of the first 20 minutes of that movie. Like, after about 20 minutes, the cops come and arrest the guy. And then there's like an hour of this, like, 
it's seven years later and there's an hour of this detective trying to chase him down after he escaped a mental institution and then we get like 20 minutes at the end with the babysitter again except now she's seven years later obviously has two four-year-old children of course yeah. <laughs> those kids right away um <laughs> and her husband gets a promotion but then the killer does call and is like i'm gonna kill your kid um oh. but yeah i think it was the right choice i don't think any of that other stuff belongs in this movie i think it makes sense it's just the just the one night you know yeah, yeah. it is interesting though because uh it is like the first you know 15 minutes of scream is this essentially too yeah yeah and yeah. i'm like yeah i feel like maybe it's not enough for a whole movie but then <laughs> there is something like black christmas which i love like the original from the 70s which is all just a guy calling and being creepy mm. uh have either of you seen the original uh black christmas movie no. I think I also saw the remake, which has the girl from When a Stranger Calls, the friend that dies. Oh, really? Is also in that one. Yeah. It's really, because I was looking at this, like, 2006 had, it was like a resurgence of 70s horror movies. Like, they were remaking every horror movie from the 70s. Like, When a Stranger Calls, Black Christmas, um, there was The Wicker Man came out in 2006. There's so many others, too. Oh, my gosh. Too. Yeah. Yeah, he did. They just like kept going back to the 70s. They're like, oh yeah, these these movies that people kind of remember, let's just remake them. I think it did both of those, like all of those movies did pretty well at the box office too. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think yeah. also we could talk about this, but does not seem like When a Stranger Calls even used all of the 15 million. Was it all for that shooting at that house? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one well, had they, to have cost that much. They Because yeah. the house is a set, the house is a set that's like, built on risers so there's people like walking the crew is walking under the set because otherwise there's like a lot of big in the living room you could see people in the reflections uh but they built the facade of the house and the living room like that's practical they built that okay. like on wow. the side of a lake so i assume that's some of the money mm -hmm. um i don't know it doesn't look <laughs> yeah i agree it doesn't look like it's all there <laughs> yeah um, i mean the house i did think like that weird like animal sanctuary in the middle is very cool and i watching it back i really remembered that i was like oh yeah and like the the like uh it, the water spray the mist coming out yeah. over all the plants i was like oh this i really remember this part for some reason I, I really liked when she's under there she's under this little bridge and the stranger is walking on the little bridge and i'm i'm sitting there thinking like what would I do if I if I get up there and grab his feet? I'm worried he'll get. But then she was smart. She she somehow knew that the bridge wasn't connected and was able to push it up with her feet. Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty clever. I don't know. I was sorry. I was impressed. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> she was smart. Um, speaking of the box office, I will say I mentioned I was working at the theater uh, when this came out. And I hated PG-13 horror movies coming out because it would just be like a <laughs> sea of like 10 to 13 year olds. And they don't, we had, we like gave up on some screenings of when a stranger calls, like you would go in there, everyone's talking, a new person is taking out their cell phone every five seconds. And like, you try, like, I remember I like scooted in, I was like, you have to put your cell phone away. A kid near this kid was like, oh, thank you so much. But I'm like, we're going to. We just stopped policing them. We just left at some point of like, they've, they win. They'll leave when it's <laughs> over, I hope. <laughs> but oh, yeah. yeah, that was, I, I had a friend 
who like came to the box office and I told them, I was like, don't go, don't go into this movie. <laughs> and then so they didn't funny. believe me, but they did then come out and ask for a refund because it was too loud. Wow. <laughs> it, does, it does feel like the setting I'd most like to see it in is like, I'm 13 and I'm in a theater full of 13 year olds <laughs> and we're watching this. <laughs> yeah, that seems like an ideal situation, but I can, yeah. the, the practical, it's not. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm specifically in seventh grade and I got dropped off at the <laughs> mall connected to the movie theater. Yeah, the Katie, yeah. The Katie Mills Mall? <laughs> Countryside Mall. Uh, Sounds oh. similar, though. I see. The Seacourt mm-hmm. Pavilion 19? <laughs> hmm. Well, the AMC Katie Mills is a 20, so I'm sorry. I just don't. Okay. Did your, yeah. did your AMC also say Lowe's on the outside because it used to be a Lowe's? No, it, it didn't. It was built with oh. the mall. Oh, interesting. Mine was yeah. very old. And I worked at that AMC later. <laughs> okay. Uh, not in 2006, but. Yeah. I also worked at the movies. It was pretty brief, but yeah. But it wasn't an AMC, and I can't remember what it was. It was, uh, maybe it was. One of, there's like two other big ones, right? Yeah, Cinemark? Was Cinemark. Ah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what? do you remember how many screens your, the theater you worked at had? It didn't have 20. I think it might have had 14. Okay. Wait, Matt, yours had 20, Tanner? Yeah, it had 20. The, I worked at one, so I worked at an AMC in New Jersey. It had 10. And then I worked at the uh, AMC in Bo- on the Boston Common, and that had like 30. It had a lot. <laughs> like 30. See, this is crazy to me. Erin doesn't remember exactly how many screens the movie, she, the movie theater she worked at had. And I think that's crazy to not know. That number, right? Because they no, are numbers. Because they <laughs> Cause are, it's... yeah. And you are going <laughs> in and out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you're, you're like, if you're Usher, you're constantly looking at a list of these numbers and you're like, you don't ever know that like, you know, I've never seen a number higher than 20. That must be how <laughs> many there are. Uh, the AMC Boston Common had two IMAX theaters too. So Ooh. whatever number it is, I have to add two. No mm-hmm. IMAX. Also no digital. Were you... It was all film when I was working Yours there. Yours was just film? Mm-hmm. That's wow. neat. Who, who ran your AMC? Quentin Tarantino? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just... Digital was just beginning in 2006. That, were having, really? That doesn't sound right to me. Yeah. But I, I believe you. I threaded up projectors. I did projection. That's a and skill. They, mm-hmm. they, they wouldn't let anybody do that. Well, eventually, they, I mean, you know, it's, there's kind of not actually requirements. It's just, I, guess, I think, be there long enough, and then someone who already is in projection is your friend, is how you get training for that job. But they would, okay. they would threaten us, and they would say that, like, someone scratched a print, and, like, the prints are, like, $2,000 or more. And so they're like, you know, next time one of y'all scratches a print, we're going to take that out of your paycheck. And it's like... Absolutely not. That would be a month. I would, yeah. <laughs> that would be a month of un- I'm just gonna quit if you do that. Yeah. But we were teens, and I thought it was true when they told me they would do that. But yeah, as an adult, I know that would be illegal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you um? Did you fire up when a stranger calls, or was that on digital? No, they. We didn't have any digital projectors. Oh, wait, you already said you yeah. didn't. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm, I'm wondering if it was early enough in my career 
uh, <laughs> at AMC that it, I might not have been in projection at the time. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So. But uh, so you... yeah, I think me and Casey watched it on DVD at home, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is a good way to watch it. Were you were you and your friend scared, Casey? Do you remember? Yeah, legitimately very scared. I remember she would sprint to go to the bathroom. Oh <laughs> when she had to go down the hallway herself That's She's right. like, i'll be right back sprint and then she would run with me i literally lived right next door to her mm-hmm. she would run with me to my house uh, <laughs> and, like drop me off and then run back that's very brave of her because she has to run back alone she does uh-huh. she had a, that again cool older friend i was thinking about this too and i i, I swear that we must have rented it like three times Oh, Which yeah. is insane. This movie is <laughs> not that good, but again, maybe when you're 13, it's just scary enough yeah. that you feel like you're accomplishing something. Um, but yeah, also, I was thinking about like we used to both play volleyball and we would like practice outside for like hours. And we also had some like weirdos in the neighborhood, like some older men who would like come ask to like hit the ball with us. And I was like, well, maybe. This fear is based in something. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we do need to look totally. out for each other for reasons other than this movie. Yeah, that's Just really that scary. Greg might come as to <laughs> hit the volleyball with us. That's so strange. I, because I think the scariest thing about this situation, which they don't really kind of dive into in the movie, is the guy doesn't have a motivation really. He just likes killing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like that's horrifying. It's like it's like in a in what I think is a better movie, The Strangers, when they're like they break mm-hmm. into the people's home and the people are like, Liv Tyler is like, oh, why did why did you do this? Why us? And the stranger like strangers are like because you were home. Yeah, yeah, it's that's like, oh, that yeah. is scary. No motivation is the scariest yeah. motivation. It's not. I mean, I do I do sometimes enjoy the. Um, dumb conceit of the like puzzle box of like no you get murdered because you did this little thing but it's also it's it that's a fun thing but it's is much scarier if it's just sorry you were alive well (laughs) it might have been because she might have gotten almost murdered because she went over by 800 minutes which is (laughs) over 13 hours yes the (laughs) the initial conflict is the beginning of the movie we see uh, it seems the conflict in this movie will be that she used up too many minutes because her boyfriend, <laughs> her boyfriend kissed her friend, her best friend. It seems her best like friend. Yeah. Um, her best friend. And Tiffany. I, I really wanted to jump in there because because he's like she kissed me, and I say, well, that could mean a lot of things. I need to, s- I I want to see the kiss, and mm-hmm. I want to maybe be able to talk to them more about what that because maybe she kissed him and he didn't do anything wrong. Or maybe he, it's like in a movie where someone it does a questionably uh, allowed kiss and then the other person like, well, they did put their arm around their head, so they must like the kiss. You know, we got a <laughs> more data. But that doesn't, listen, that doesn't make the, a kiss like that okay. In the mm-hmm. office, when Jim kisses Pam, he is being mm-hmm. bad on casino night yeah. because yeah, yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter that Pam ended up wanting the kiss because she might not have wanted the kiss. Mm-hmm. And so it is bad. And I, I'm, 
episode one, I want to cancel Jim Halpert. Yeah. I'm anti-Jim. I don't think he exactly. finds Pam very funny, which I think is an issue. I don't know. I just pretty anti-Jim. Oh, yeah. But um, that's where this movie starts. Also, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I know what I'm you're going to say. Roy is in this movie. <laughs> Roy, yes. David Denman is in this movie. <laughs> David wait. Denman has two lines? Yeah. <laughs> he does He does get some screen time. I, mm-hmm. when, his, when he calls on the, when she calls him on the phone, Aaron was watching it with me and I was like, okay, well, that's sort of a spoiler. We know he's going to come back. And Aaron pointed out like, no, we don't. <laughs> this is. 2006 and it's david denman this is not a celebrity <laughs> casting yeah <laughs> Ooh, everyone's but, waiting to see to see him again yeah, yeah, like, yeah. well there's no way he could he would sign on for just this audio part it's david <laughs> yeah. denman everyone's getting him um, and his whole and character I, is basically the whole time like there's not a lot we can do <laughs> yeah <laughs> <What's>, <laughs> like uh, thank you sure yeah you yeah. did he did take a while. I don't know. He was, you know, he was pretty good for a cop, I guess. I don't know. He seemed, he seemed to somewhat listen to her. Like he did. He was willing to track the phone, mm-hmm. which I, I guess police can do. But after like gaslighting the shit out of her, <laughs> like, he, he got there, but was first like, well, did you lock the doors? Well, where's Rosa? Well, like. <laughs> There's not much I can do. And then eventually, I think it's the second time she calls that he's like, oh, okay, I'll I'll help you if you can keep him on the phone for 50 seconds, which I love as a plot point. Me too, yeah. It Mm -hmm. seemed, I don't know, I didn't time it out, but it seemed like when she does (laughs) keep him on the phone... I think she then looks at her watch and it's been longer than the time. I don't know. It's been like over a hundred seconds or something. (laughs) But no, I agree because I remember in that scene, immediately I was like, how does she not realize it's a different phone? Like she she called this phone moments ago and it was a different, I was like, come on. This is another, a different VTech for this phone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then she was like, uh, 60 seconds got him. And I almost went back and timed it. But I was like, that felt like it was 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Truly. Um, yeah, that there's yeah, that moment where she it's because she sees that there that the maybe there's someone in the guest house. She runs to the guest house and then the stranger calls her there and that she doesn't realize that that phone isn't tapped is crazy. I was yeah. I like didn't understand at first because I like, I thought I was confused, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, of like, well, she wouldn't be this dumb. Yeah. But she's pretty dumb to leave the house, I think. I agree. I oh, that was so stupid. Know. It was so stupid. Also, they established early that she was a good runner. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, she, yeah. It felt come... that they were trying to make sure we knew that when um, she was running through the woods to the other house. She actually trained for two months before the movie. Stop. So that... Oh, my God. <laughs> no. No. That's so funny. I wow. mean, I think it was worth it. I thought she looked in, in good shape. Um, you know, for, uh, she didn't seem winded. I believed when she ran through the woods a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I do love the atmosphere of like outside in this. It is like a nice little juxtaposition between like inside the house is like nice and silent and it's like a beautiful, sleek house. 
and outside there's basically like a hurricane going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, like yeah. it's a hurricane in a jungle. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and her friends are having a bonfire? I don't know if it's gonna work. Yeah, her friends are at a little mini version of Burning Man. Yeah. Yes. No, it's a huge effigy like bonfire. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's Oh, that effigy is a basketball player. Did y'all catch that it's a basketball player? This is more commentary trivia. I saw that it was holding something, and I was like, I don't know what this is supposed to be. Big basketball, but it's holding. (laughs) Yeah. Very funny. I never went to a party like that, or really in general, as in high school. Were y'all going to parties? Yeah, I partied. You partied? Mm, I partied, yeah, I, I went partied. to parties. I never burned an effigy, though. Uh, but, like, were y'all, like, going to lots of parties? Were y'all cool? <laughs> I, I was, like, <laughs> I was... Sense here. Yeah, I was the... In high school, well, I was, like, the youngest child. So my parents, like, kind of didn't care what I did. Uh, and, like, if they would leave for the weekend and go somewhere on a trip, I would have a party at my house. Okay. What the hell? Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Is there drinking at this party at your house? Oh, of course. Yeah. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy. Where do you get crazy? Where do you get alcohol? Uh, wow. Good question. I don't, I'm asking for me. I'm still (laughs) still confused on that. I think probably like, uh, people's older siblings. I assume. Um, but yeah, they were fun until like, you know, like the cool kids, like the jocks would hear about the party and show up. And I was like, I don't want them here. <laughs> this yeah. is like a big turd. I don't like these kids. Yeah. Were you the indie cool kids? Um, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think know. so. Yeah. <laughs> indie cool. I think we were kind of like nerds, like, uh, okay. we were playing, all- we were always on Xbox live. If that describes it at all. Okay, okay, I think it does. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think I did go to some parties, but I also everyone definitely thought I was a narc. Oh like, no, I, I didn't. I was never a relaxed kid. Okay, <laughs> that's come later. But um, I had I had a friend. I had a a mat. I guess my friend Safara would throw parties, and so that helped that I was mm. like. Safara? Like she hung out with some, her name's Safara. Sounds yeah. like a real Matt to me. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> okay. like such a Matt. Yeah. Um, okay. Now we're, but don't want to get too, per- I don't want to incriminate you, but did you underage drink at parties? <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. Everyone's so yeah. cool. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't we drink until I was 21. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I think, I think both are, are normal. I also like, I, 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 one time I went to a secret Santa party that was f- six women, myself included. I was 17 and someone stole their mom's gin. And so we all drank Yuck. it. Every, I'm sorry, this is gross. Every single person threw up. Uh, <laughs> and then just, I was freaked out the whole night and I, was, I stayed awake watching people sleep because I was scared they were going to throw up in their sleep. Oh my God. So I was told you I was okay. anxious. You were, you were scared they were going to like throw up and choke on it? Yeah. Okay. Or just, I was like, I had a couple friends who were really small too. So I was just like, I don't think you should have been pounding this. Like, yeah. Were you just ripping shots of the gin? Yeah. Oh, with Diet Coke. Okay. Oh, no. 
Okay, gin and coke. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if that's a. I really, guys, I really think gin is gross. Oh, what yeah, is... it's disgusting. Okay. Do you remember what you guys would have, Matt? Uh, this was a big time for Four Locos. <laughs> oh, wow. And this was like pre them like banning Four Locos and then bringing them back. This was like when Four Locos were like basically like an energy drink and a lot of alcohol. Okay. Oh These do gosh, sound like yeah. Xbox Live guys for sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> us. Four Locos. We were we all brought our Xboxes to my party and would play Halo Three. <laughs> wow. So, so those are the kind of parties it was. Until the jock showed up. Until mm-hmm. the jock showed up. Now can you high school party you can't tell someone no they just get to come in yeah they, they would also beat beat my ass if i pulled them to leave that's so weird you know what i'm calling david didman if, if, yes. if i'm a teen and some kids beat me up to come into my party i'm getting us all arrested oh yeah he's the most cop looking actor uh, truly yeah. i think so i think that's a good point that he should be utilized as a cop more yeah. you know Mm-hmm. What can we do with that? Is that a good idea? <laughs> we'll write it down. Yeah. One thing I did um, notice about this movie, and I feel like it's it's symptomatic of a lot of like those like you know around two thousand six horror movies is like there's no absolutely no like lightheartedness at all. Oh like, my gosh! Yeah. A hundred percent. Like even like I I wrote down like the music. In the during the car ride with her dad is like the most intense music, and I'm like, this could be like a normal like this isn't scary or intense or thrilling. It's just like it's just like a normal conversation. Why am I on the edge? Why am I so? Why do they want me to be on the edge of my seat for this conversation? Oh and, my god! Yeah. yeah. And um, like the opening, like the opening scene of her running around the gym, intense music, and I was like. Let's just like have a little fun first. Like, let's see her being goofy. So it's like more traumatic when she's stalked by this guy. What? Well, now I actually have some commentary information that can perhaps answer your <laughs> concerns. Perfect. Is that director talks about how when they screened it, he could tell that all the little kids were already ready for it to be a scary movie and didn't. And he's like, oh, I don't need. I don't need to make it like a real movie and do the part where we lead up. They're already ready to be scared. So he just started with scary music. He didn't bother when she's like looking around the house and it's still light out. It's like, no, it's scary. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I think it's perfect for like 13 year olds at the movies. Cause they're just going in being like, I want to be scared with my friends. And it's like, there's not a light moment in the whole movie. That's such a good point. I, because even the way it ends, spoiler, but it just is so, there's zero levity. It's just her getting a, a, a spook, a fake spook in the hospital and then waking up and literally <laughs> screaming. There's no redemption with her ex-boyfriend. There's no re- like reunion no. with her other friend. It's just <laughs> I I bad. think they should have, maybe they should have killed all those characters. Would that have been a good idea? If like the boyfriend and the... Tessa Thompson and maybe even her dad. I don't know. Like if we're not gonna we're not gonna see these characters. Oh, also Tessa Thompson's in this movie. It's yeah. Her yeah. Biggest filmography <laughs> intro. It, it's a it's a it's a real Marvel pre-union with Tessa Thompson and um the guy who Gray. plays the dad. What's his name? Clark Gray. Clark, Clark Gray. Gray. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, I think but, it would have been more classically horror if more people died more quickly. They did yeah. get they did get to calling really quick. I mean, the movie's only eighty seven minutes, Very which sure. is kind of funny too. But I wouldn't have minded if more people showed up to to the house or the dad. yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was excited. I liked that it got into the plot very quick, mm-hmm. relatively quick. But I agree, like, just like a big pet peeve of mine in horror movies is when the whole movie is like anticipation. <laughs> like this, this whole movie yes. is just like, it's, you know, until the last 10 minutes, like I said before, it's like uh, up until minute, you know, 70, she's turning around and it's a. It's a coat and a hat. On, and I'm like, why are we still doing this? Let's do something. I thought Raise the coat the and the hat was pretty funny. When yeah. There's a part where she's scared and she like close the door and she goes, ah! and then we see that it's a coat and a hat perfectly hung up on a wall to look like a man. That was pretty good. I enjoyed that scare. But yeah, I do feel like, yeah, sometimes... Like building anticipation is good, but then sometimes it starts to feel like, did y'all not have like the money for for like another scary part i don't know there are also statues in the back a lot that look somewhat like figures in the forest with the, and so i was i was like nice touch and then i realized it wasn't yeah but, uh, yeah i'm a stranger yeah i like that part because i was like oh that kind of Puts you on edge because I'm like, oh, is that a per? No, that's one of their weird statues they have. <laughs> so you kind of never know what you're looking at. It has these like weird, creepy hands. Uh-huh. The statue's cool. Oh, but, yeah. You know, it's just there. Eventually you get used to it. And also, know. like, wh- wh- why did they make it so- like so much of this, like the characterization of the the parents who she's babysitting their kid, they're going to like, uh, they're going to a con- a concert, right? Uh, or no, her dad's going to a classical music concert or something. They're going to dinner and a movie, but you know he's like, uh, and that's my son might come back. That's his guest house over there. And she's like, oh, you had a you had a seventeen year old son, and he's like, from my first marriage. I'm like, this is like weirdly saying absolutely nothing about these characters. <laughs> I don't know why they had why like they were just because they casted a very young woman. <laughs> like, well, we have to justify it, right? Yeah, you by the by the these characters, you mean Mr. and Mrs. Mandrakis? <laughs> yes, Mandrakis. <laughs> say, say Mandrakis so many times. I do. Which they is do. something I'm really glad they kept from the original. Is the name Mandrakis? Oh yeah. <laughs> People would have been upset. And Jill Johnson. Jill Johnson. Jill jo- the same name too. Yeah, just keep okay. getting straightforward. Yeah, but she said, yeah, she says it on the phone all the time to the stranger who doesn't know, too, right? Yeah. She's like, Mr. Mandrakis is going to be home soon. I thought her friend was funny, and I thought could have been way more comic relief, but of course the movie didn't want to be funny at all. But she's just like, kind of like, what's her, her, mo- her reason for kissing her boyfriend is like, well, you know, before he before he dated you, we were together for like a second, and so I thought I deserved my kiss. Yeah, that's. And then she's like tequila shots. <laughs> yes. Yes, they don't. They don't drink the tequila though. Mm-mm. I loved. I really loved at the end when she takes a bo- the tequila bottle and tries to like break it over his head. I'm assuming misses, hits the 
top of the fireplace, like the mantelpiece above the fireplace, and then clicks the button that turns the fireplace on, I guess, and it explodes. Oh. <laughs> that actually like really surprised me. I was like, because I was like, oh, she just is gonna miss him with the bottle. Yeah. And then she, I was like, wow, bravo. No, she's gonna burn him alive. Yes, bravo, Simon West. You got me there. Great. <laughs> um, do we do we like Camilla Bell? What do we think about Camilla and her performance? Uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if I have anything mean to say, but I don't really have... I didn't care. I wasn't transported by it. Fair. I'll say I don't... I mean, she's bad, but I think everybody <laughs> is bad. So I can't, but like, also, fault she's her. Mo- she's most of everybody. <laughs> it's mostly yeah, her. She yeah, she is mostly, it's mostly her. her. Looking around the house, getting a call, calling David Denman, <laughs> going to the guest house, look around there, come back. <laughs> then finally, we get to see the stranger standing in the rafters of the kids' room. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> really yeah. weird. I'd love to have seen the part where he climbs up there. <laughs> <laughs> it's Casey. a really weird... Co- oh, what? Oh, no, sorry. You go ahead. Oh, it's just such a funny cut, too, when he jumps down from the rafters and his <laughs> feet kind of almost bounce a sec. <laughs> just, yeah, they just, just chose to zoom in on that. Um, I was going to ask Casey if you ever had a babysitting job like this one where you didn't have to see the kids at all. They were just asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a couple of those. So those were the absolute best. Yeah, it sounds amazing. Yeah, uh, you just go and like, yeah, eat their food, watch, watch TV. I was surprised, though, yeah, when we were watching this movie, I didn't remember that as being part of it. And I was like, oh, that's why I don't have to deal with the kids until the third act. But yeah, um, yeah. I always got nervous watching one or two year olds just because, yeah, so much more delicate. So I didn't do it too much, but I had like a, t- a couple two year olds that I watched from here to there that would just, yeah, their parents would put them in bed. Mm. Like call us if anything, if they wake up or if anything happens. But yeah. Yeah. And and did you ever receive a call asking you why you haven't checked on the children? <laughs> no. No. They okay. haven't. Hmm. I can't even think of anyone I'm glad no one ever pranked me either for with that sort of thing. Cuz in this movie her friends prank her too and that feels like very much like something you would do to oh, someone. Yeah. I have a question for both of you. Um mm-hmm. if you knew your friend was babysitting, would you Go to the house they're babysitting at. See the garage is open. Enter the house of the garage and surprise them. Because <laughs> that seems crazy to me. Oh. Uh, no, no, I don't think. I think there's a lot of parts of that that I wouldn't do. I certainly wouldn't have gone to visit them because I would have been like, well, I'm not allowed to. That's right. against the rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then. Also, I would have been afraid that what if there's an alarm on the house and then I set off the alarm or isn't it weird to break into a house? <laughs> you know? Yeah, we have friends now who like house sit for people and they're like, yeah, and then I'll have some people over and watch TV. I'm like, really? Huh? Yeah. You're in a stranger's house. You're going to have people over. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, they don't care. I'm like, I could never do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um. Uh, Casey, would you? If, if let's say Matt was house sitting, would you drive up to, you know, whoever's house, 
go into the garage and surprise him? (laughs) No, but (laughs) if we're driven apart by, you know, we both dated the same person. Right. And I, you know, smooshed him. I don't know. Maybe that changes things. Maybe okay. I'm like, I'm like really torn up about the rift and I have to address it right now. Yeah. I do get, yeah. I do get very like conflict obsessed if I'm like in somewhat of a fight with someone. So if like we can give that gift to Tiffany and just say she was, she was okay. so, dist- she, but she did not seem distressed when she went to the house. No, no, <laughs> she, but she, she did. At all. She was not there to apologize. I think she brushes it off. Like I already <laughs> said, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm here to drink. That's true. <laughs> Um, okay and so in in your version casey your concern is that matt is so mad that you kissed his ex Mm -hmm. or his current boyfriend that you he won't let you in you're gonna knock on the door and he's gonna say get out of here but if you're already in there go through the garage and sneak up um how much now you said you're stressed when you have a conflict with someone do you with this, with a significant other, can you go to bed without having resolved a conflict? No. No. Impossible. I'll, I'll like start a t- or not necessarily start, but I'll just if there's an argument that's occurred, I usually I've gotten better at it, but I'll text hefty paragraphs yeah. <laughs> and or hang up the phone, and then I usually call back five minutes later. I'm like, all right, let's figure this out. <laughs> or I'm going to be like this all night. Just yeah. wide, eyes wide open. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How about you guys? No way. I can't, I can't, couldn't possibly go to sleep in a fight. And sometimes <laughs> yeah. I, that's making it worse. You know, mm-hmm. perhaps, perhaps the other person says, I need time away from you in order to not be fighting you. And I say, I need to resolve the fight this second. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely have need to keep talking. I would not be able to sleep for sure. Yeah, I need a resolution. And do we think that the stranger could have resolved his conflict um, <laughs> in this movie through just talking to her? He had a line of com- communication open, the, cell- the phone. Yeah. Should he have, should he have just <laughs> been a better listener? Could we have saved a lot of time? Yeah, I don't know why he picked this house because they also make a point of saying it's like over a hundred miles away from the first house he killed at, which is next to a carnival. Yes, it's, it's next to a carnival and an oil derrick. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, this is very Final Destination three, which is also a two thousand six horror movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And if y'all are wondering, of course, the carnival they added, but the oil derricks are real, and they oh, also. Thank you liked the red balloons so a couple of the balloons they digitally altered to be red but is that (laughs) listening to this commentary i'm like oh they they were trying and thinking a lot about this movie (laughs) this is like they worked really hard i wrote balloon loss of innocence (laughs) that's exactly what i because they show the balloon floating away and i was like okay this symbolizes something and then they immediately cut to the balloon tattered on the side of the road Yep. And I was like, okay. loss of innocence, yes. So, so that's, a, that's two things that Black Phone has in common with when a stranger calls, the other being phone. Phone, yeah. Phone. Mm-hmm. So is that, is that something where you... Did, I don't think so. Well, <laughs> Never mind. I was thinking about it. I was thinking specifically about balloons and it and just how it's, a, it's kind of a horror trope 
in an odd way, and I'm sure people have written about it. I don't know how many more movies it's in. I'm sure it's wherever any clown is. But I was yeah. surprised. I mean, I was surprised it was in Black Phone, if not for the fact that it's Stephen King's son who wrote the short story. So maybe. <laughs> Oh yeah. Maybe they're just wow. doing a little high five. Wow. Yeah. Nepotism even in horror <laughs> short stories. Great. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um <clears throat> I so personally, yes. and this is just very like I'm perfectly of the age to like feel this, but I feel like we let Camilla Bell down. I was looking at her filmography oh, and yeah. she was like chucking for a long time. One thing that was funny that I picked out was like she was in Lost World Jurassic Park and it says she plays Kathy Bowman, a young wealthy girl attacked by a pack of compsognathas. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what kind of time? <laughs> but she was in all of these movies and then she stole Joe Jonas from Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift wrote a song and I, I don't know Whoa. Whoa. she wrote a song called Better Than Revenge where she says, um, you look better on the mattress or something. It was a little slut sharing. Oh my god. Whoa. And then and <laughs> <laughs> she's not in much of all, much of anything. Yeah. Years. yeah. Or Camilla. Or Camilla. Do or... we know maybe she just retired from acting? Do we know what happened? She was in a Tubi movie in 2022. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> a Valentine's Day movie. So maybe I think she still has to take yeah. some paychecks. A movie that only exists as proof that she has not quit. That's yes. yeah. uh, um wait what's, what's ring ring <laughs> what the heck what is this wait should we pick it up uh, yeah i mean it's kind of weird that we got a call during the record but it's <laughs> a good point if you want to pick it up tanner yeah, yeah i'm i'll pick it click that's your house phone by the way yeah it's my house phone did you check on the children fuck <laughs> What? Excuse what? me? Who is this? I'm a stranger. Uh, why? What kid? What children? You don't have kids? No. no. Well, there's who no am kid- I, Who am I calling? This is this is a podcast. This isn't the Mundrakis <laughs> residence. <laughs> no, this isn't no. the Mundrakis. No. Casey or Matt, do y'all have any kids? the stranger to talk to no i just a cat i'm sorry okay oh, you want to talk to the children stranger oh yeah that's i didn't mean to introduce <laughs> that stranger yeah uh i'm calling from the black phone <laughs> oh, no. oh the new oh, no. ethan hawk movie wait are you are the you grabber? like in the black phone or are you calling from the black phone calling from the black phone i'm the grabber okay <laughs> that's that's news to me. Wait, are you also the stranger from when a stranger did you harass them in Dracuses? Yeah, same guy. I mean different actor. Uh what? in the black phone. I'm played uh. by Ethan Hawk in When a Stranger <laughs> Calls, I'm played by Tommy Flanagan, who also plays the dad in Ratcatcher. Uh, do you also play the, the Lynn Ramsey's first film? <laughs> the caller and scream? Yeah, is yeah, that- that's me. That's me. Wow. Are, are you also the caller in Morvern Caller? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have a crossover in Lynn Ramsey films with Tommy Flanagan. So you do this a lot. You do. Is this for fun? Or are you getting paid to make these calls? 
Um, it's sort of a sick perversion I have. <laughs> okay. You're but gross. also, I am getting paid. I get paid by, you know, people get paid to do those fake calls to radio shows. Yeah, my brother mm-hmm. does those sometimes. I get paid to do those, but to the Mandrakis family. <laughs> okay. Uh, people must be out to get them or something. Yeah. Are they really showy? Uh, I mean, you've seen their freaking house. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah, I guess um, so it's just jealous people hire you to harass the Mandrakises. Or all all kinds of things. Okay. If you need a call, you know, if you need a stranger to call, I'm there. Oh wow. What kind of what kind of calls would y'all would y'all want me to make? Huh? Um I don't know. I guess the the checkout person at Goodwill today ended up making my <laughs> wife pay an extra eight dollars for a shirt because they claimed they needed to restart the system in order to refund the eight dollars. Mm, and it sounds like maybe your wife added up the total and said it should be twenty four dollars. <laughs> they said no, it should be thirty one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, that's exactly what ha- what happened. Would you mind, I guess, calling, calling that cash register? <laughs> yeah, calling... <laughs> that's... I'd really appreciate that. Sorry, Actually, living if, living in the black phone, sometimes you forget. You know what's a phone? You know um, what's a person? What's a device? Well, that's in, mm. that's interesting, stranger. That you you bring up. Maybe you can talk to devices. Were you maybe earlier today, like trying to scare me by printing something? Because I printed out some notes, and when I went to the printer, I found two sheets of paper <laughs> with said epididymis. Yeah, they just both said epididymis on them. And I didn't I didn't print that. How could they have gotten in my printer? Yeah, that was me. Some of the well, that was some of the kids who were stuck in the black boat with me. They were trying to play a prank. Okay. Oh my god. Well don't let them. The waste of paper. So you're you're stuck in the black phone, stranger? Yeah. Oh that's that's rough. (laughs) That sucks. Me and Paperboy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> from, from Atlanta. And Robin. <laughs> yeah, Paperboy from Atlanta. <laughs> uh, Robin. The singer. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever have you ever have you ever a stranger called um, any other podcast? Like you ever call Marin? Yeah, oh. but you know what? He locked that gate, didn't answer. Oh, no. He locked the gate. Yeah. That sucks. pissed too many people off. (laughs) You got to come ready to talk about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and unfortunately, I have a great relationship with my parents, so I can't go into that, and a good relationship with alcohol, so (laughs) I got nothing to talk to with this guy. Wait, well, actually, (laughs) didn't... Stranger, didn't you have another interaction with uh, Mark Marin? Yeah, at Bumbershoot Comedy Festival <laughs> in 2013. Yeah, what happened there? Well, maybe the stranger, you know, was getting a little tipsy, had done a show at Bumbershoot, and maybe uh, was oh, with some of the mm-hmm. other. Thank you, some of the other young performers going into the various green rooms because you could just go into any green room and <laughs> went into one. And Mark Marin was in there, and 
I, the stranger me, I was drinking a beer and maybe I said to Mark, Marin, do you want the rest of this? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, no, I'm good. Stranger. stranger. And, I, and I believe you then put the beer in your purse and walked away? Yes. <laughs> cool. Cool. Well, and then smoked like a really old vape. You did? The, yeah. Huh. One of those ones that looks like a old timey music box thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. You, you, that was it, one of it's like a little clear straw attached yeah. to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are fun. That's that was one of the rare days they let me out of the black phone. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well that I was got nice a, of them. Yeah. I got a furlough. <laughs> <laughs> What do you guys well, get up to in the black phone? Do you just call all day? Well, the calling is sort of like, you know, our day job. Mm. Like, we, you know, like a call center. It's just us, <laughs> me, Paperboy, Robin. <laughs> uh, I think someone named Alex. <laughs> just all of us hanging out in there. The scream guy. Or no, that's me. Yeah, um, that's you. And uh, this computer automatically calls people, and you know the goal is to try to keep them on the line. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh. So you can, so the cops can trace them? Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Are, are you a cop, stranger? <gasps> oh no! Oh my god! Oh my god! It's me, David Denman. What? Uh, <laughs> David. Wow. Dave. I'm just pissed off. More people didn't like the film Puzzle that I was in <laughs> in 2016. Uh, so I joined the Black Phone Army. <laughs> Do you have any questions for me? Um, I have a question for everybody here in the chat. Oh. How do we feel about a fireplace poker as a weapon? Love it. I stranger. I think she should have stayed using that shovel. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. She does pick up the shovel, have to look at it and decide, I don't want a shovel, and then puts it back and gets the right poker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a poker's a good weapon. Kind of scary. Yeah. Uh, and me, the stranger, I wonder about that moment because there's not really any other moments of hesitation like that for that character. Mm -hmm. Why Why here? Fireplace <laughs> poker. She always picks up the phone immediately. <laughs> yeah, and she knew exactly which popsicle she wanted. <laughs> oh, does anyone know? Wait, is that in this one or the other one where there's a joke on the popsicle? No, that, no joke in this. That's one. in the boys. Oh, that's in the boys. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> she did throw out the popsicle, I believe, in like the most pristine-looking trash can I've ever seen. Yeah, which, that was which, an unlined trash can that she put yeah. a melted popsicle <laughs> in. Rude. I think that was just a cooking pot. The, that's what I thought. That's why I had to go no, back. No, it was. Yeah, it looked like a cooking pot. Okay. Wow. If you are the Mandrakuses, okay, <laughs> and it's like a it's like a couple days after this ordeal, and you discover that this babysitter who so, sort of saved your kid's life also threw a melted popsicle in one of your pots, how <laughs> pissed are you allowed to be? 
<laughs> I'd be pretty mad. I'd be, be like, why did yeah. she do this? <laughs> it, there's no reason to do it. It's very strange. Yeah, throw it in the I, sink. I think that if I'm Jill Johnson, the babysitter, I blame it on the stranger. Yeah, completely. <laughs> completely. <laughs> they try, what if they try and trace the DNA? <laughs> to find who the stranger is? Yeah, oh wait, they've already captured him. You're right. They've already caught him. Well, they're just trying to do a 23andMe for him. Okay. And they're like, it's too much effort They want to find his family so him. they can call them and tell them, you have a son and he's been arrested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I hear a uh, paper boy singing. <laughs> He's doing a concert. You gotta go. <laughs> That's fine. Well, thank you. Thank you for. No, I hate that you called. You're mean. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thanks you guys for letting me stay on because I get paid by the minute over here at the police station. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. My. And they were probably able to trace the podcast too. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. watch out. There might be some police. police <laughs> oh, way. oh, God. Well, uh, thanks, stranger. Well, you're welcome. Uh, also, have you guys ever uh, on a rotary phone picked it up from the back part? <laughs> uh, what do you mean? <laughs> like, Oh. You know how in a movie, people are always, whenever they're making a call on a landline rotary phone, they pick up they, the whole oh. thing. They reach their fingers around the place where the receiver sits and, like, pick up. I love that. I personally am a huge fan. But have you ever do- done it? Have you done it? No, I think I was probably, I, I, I've had very little interaction with rotary phones in my life. Mm. Casey? I just... I have not touched one. <laughs> You've never touched a rotary phone? No. Well, wow. Uh, one stranger here has cleaned four yeah. <laughs> rotary phones they it's bought true. at a estate sale. Yeah. But the question to me is why Why do you put the phone where it is? Just put the phone where you want it to be. If you're picking it up every time, you want to walk around. You want to walk around. You want to walk around. You're still corded. You're still a phone cord. Yeah. You could, in Napoleon Dynamite, he has like a 20 foot cord, which looks fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We had a phone like that, or the black phones like that. So you guys (laughs) can relate to that. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you all hear Paperboy's beautiful song. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's a way to kick someone from a (laughs) a Zoom meeting. Oh, here it is. Bye, stranger. Hope you get furloughed soon. Hey. Oh, yeah. Wow. Sorry about that, Casey. Yeah, sorry. It must Um, happen all the time. I mean, we assume. Stranger's probably like, yeah, no, I know. Well, think about how many how many phone calls go out every day. Oh yeah. Those 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 fuckers in the black phone must be intercepting them left and right to try and get people for the cops. <laughs> those fuckers in the black phone. <laughs> those fuckers. <laughs> those wait, dead children. Yeah. <laughs> black phone. And, and David Denman. Yeah. And David Denman and. Paperboy from Atlanta. Um, did you have um, any more? Do you have any more uh, notes you wrote down about uh, when a stranger calls Casey? I 
we talked about a lot of them, but like I wrote this movie is so PG-13. The blood in the beginning looked really fake. I wrote I love um, upstairs tracks, which she's writing yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Yes, very cool are. to have a track that's above the basketball court. At the LA Fitness in North Hollywood I used to go to, they had one of those. Really? That's a good Ooh. tip. It's very cool. I like that. No, I mean, I just, it was like, it was just fascinating to watch it again. I didn't, I, I think I could see why it would have been scary. It wasn't scary. It's also helped by the fact that, yeah, the eerie music starts frame one. Oh, yeah. It continues the entire time. So you almost feel like you should be ramped up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. I hey. I just my biggest takeaway was just that Tessa Thompson was in this and then <laughs> very briefly she said it. Mm-hmm. I think she's in two scenes or maybe one and then she's just on the phone. Mm-hmm. No, she she talks on the phone at Burning Man. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I think Um I did write down that in the very beginning, uh, I guess one of the students she's talking to in the hallway, she says something like, "Thanks boom boom." <laughs> So it just shows, she has a friend named Boo Boom. Yeah. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um Boom Boom. One of the one of the X-Men could be another Marvel connection for this movie. Do you think <laughs> that possible? Probably not. I have some more notes. I got the TV is CGI. Did y'all know that? That when she presses <laughs> oh, a button to sense. like open the panel, like the what wall opens and it reveals a TV. Uh, that's that's CGI. There wasn't a TV in there. <laughs> um, the water. Oh, why would they do that? Why didn't they just put a TV in there? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is good. At the at the Burning Man, the kids are at the water in the pond was so toxic that only stuntmen were allowed to be in the little boats in the water. <laughs> the like extras oh. weren't allowed to go in the dinghies. <laughs> <laughs> the water was too toxic. Toxic? Well, what was it near a nuclear waste site? <laughs> maybe I the guess oil? It, yeah, I guess it looks like maybe funny. still water. So maybe it's just like some sort of not really a pond, but just a a dump. I don't know. Wow. That's too I don't know where kids hang out. Um Yeah, so I think that <laughs> I think we've, we've learned about when a stranger calls. Um Okay, so we don't have any we don't have any of this yet, Casey, yeah. because this is our first episode. But we do want to have this is the part that would be listener engagement where people would call in. Um and we want to invite people to call in with tales of bravery, perhaps a time when they were really brave. Um for example, one time I had a landlord tell me that dishwashers are not for washing dishes but just for sanitizing dishes you've already washed and i told her no they're not that's not what a dishwasher was for and when i did i felt really hot my whole body get hot and shaky um to be standing up to this uh landlord so that's the kind of tale of bravery i'd love someone to i guess at this point uh, just email me, Tanner Hodgson at gmail.com. <laughs> a recording of you saying that. Um, or, you know, if you're a friend of mine, text me a, a voice memo. That's fine, too. Um, I'm also, we're also asking for if people have uh, just any memory of, a, of like a sleepover. Um, you know, I don't know. That's, 
For example, I remember one time at Ben's house, I'm leaving out last names. I don't know if I should. He didn't do anything <laughs> bad, but uh, his mom thought it was so funny to ask me if I had ever used a rotary phone. Um, and I, and I had, but they also had a cool rotary phone where the road, the rotor was like on the handset. It was like oh. a little one. Oh, those oh, are yeah. cool. So it's like a combination of like the kind of nineties, like, you know, nine yeah. buttons and the rotary phone. The, yeah. The convenience of a modern phone, mm -hmm. but with the inconvenience of a rotary <laughs> touchpad. Oh yeah. It was great stuff. Um, so yeah, people send in that stuff. Um, Casey, do you have any, you don't have to, if you have a story of when you were brave or a, a memory from a sleepover, it's fine not to. I mean, that, that memory earlier from the sleepover with the gin is one of the more oh, yeah. <laughs> popular of my, Pretty I've called cool. 911 before for hard, for like twice I saw someone having a heart attack, but I don't know if that was that brave. I, That's pretty brave. I passed it off to. But you dialed, you di you called the. I, mean, I called like, though, yeah. Was it in a crowd of people? Um, it was at a hotel once, and then another time, like in a crowd, like. But oh, so that's sidewalk. the. I feel like that's that's big though, because in a crowd you're like, well, someone else will call. Complete. But you're. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> A hero just takes someone to step forward, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it's true. true. And that's and that's um, our hero, Casey. Uh, so, Casey, uh, how scary on a scale of one to ten would you say this movie is when you were eleven, and how scary do you think it is upon rewatch now? I think it was probably a seven and a half. Oh yeah, when I was eleven. And now it's maybe a two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what That's do you fair. guys think? I think it's like a, a two. At, if I had watched it at the time, I would have probably, you know, nine. I was very scared. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> very scared of scary stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, at, at the time, yeah, I think probably, yeah, like seven and a half, maybe eight. Just because like any scary movie was scary because you were like, it felt brave to watch it because you're yeah. like, this is a scary movie. And, mm -hmm. you know, uh, we're watching it at night with the lights off. I did watch it now, like during the day, full daylight. So I'm like, I'd say zero. It was not scary. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Nothing scared me. Uh, but yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good to know, okay, good to know yes. that we're all brave. Yeah, um, we did it. We conquered our fear of when a stranger calls. Yes. 2006 version. 2006. 2006. Um, Casey, do you have any do you have any plugs you'd like to plug? Uh, my Twitter is Casey Rose Writes. You can follow me there and yeah, that's about it. Thank well, you for chatting. You're also on Letterboxd, right? We can follow you yes. on Letterboxd. Oh, thank you so much. I go through phases of being more um on Letterboxd, but my Letterboxd is Casey Rosario, yo. <laughs> so you can follow me there. Um, and I'm, I'm Tabner on Letterboxd. T-A-B-N-E-R. Um, I guess you could follow me. Follow me on Letterboxd. I don't care about Twitter. <laughs> Matt, do you have any plugs? Um, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Mank Adams. Mank, like the David Fincher film, Adams. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, you can follow me on Letterboxd too. If you find Tanner's, you'd go through his followers and you can find mine. <laughs> Letterboxd account. 
Um, okay, well, yeah, th uh, thank you so much, Casey, for being uh, the big guest. Thank you um, so much for, for chatting. And for introducing me to the Mandrakuses. I'll never forget them. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Uh, bye. Bye. Bye.